Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is to see everyone attend church and hear from God daily through His Word. The Bible reveals God's responses to various situations, and through daily devotions, we can reshape our thought patterns, transform our minds, and become more Christ-like. Join us here every Monday through Friday as different pastors and leaders from Fusion Church provide insightful devotions and teachings based on the day's scripture. For the current SOAP reading plan, visit fusionchurch.cc soap and join us as we deepen our understanding and relationship with God. Good morning, good morning, Fusion Church. All right, Freedom Friday. Come on now. God is in the house. God is good. And we are getting ready, ready, ready. It's going to be a fantastic weekend activities at the church, you know, for the kids and the families. A lot of stuff going on. But today, right now, we are in Galatians 5. Let us begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just praise you and thank you for this is the day that you have made. Thank you for the privilege that we have, that we can come to you, that we can meet with you first thing in the morning, Father. I pray for everyone who is watching and listening. I pray your blessings upon them. Let it be you and not us, Father God. I just thank you in advance what you're doing. In Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. All right, stretch if you need to, because I need to. And my lovely Sandra with us. All right, here we go. Galatians 5. I am reading out of the NIV version here. It says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Mark my words, I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law. You who are trying to be justified by law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace, but by faith, we eagerly await through the spirit, the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. You are running a good race. Who cut in on you and kept you from obeying the truth? That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. A little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. I am confident in the Lord that you will take no other view. The one who is throwing you into confusion will pay the penalty, whoever he may be. Brothers, if I'm still preaching circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been abolished. As for those agitators, I wish they would go the whole way and emasculate themselves. You, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. The entire law is summed up in a single command, love your neighbor as yourself. If you keep on biting and devouring each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, live by the spirit and you do, you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature for the sinful nature desires what's contrary to the spirit 
and the spirit what's contrary to the sinful nature. They're in conflict with each other so that you do not want, you do not do what you want. But if you're led by the spirit, you are not under law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the Spirit is love joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who, who belong to Christ, Jesus, have crucified the sinful nature and with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. Amen. 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 All right. Thank you, Sandra, so much. Wow, wow, wow. You know, you know, just a week ago, we were just about to start the, the Freedom Conference on Friday, you know, and, and we went through the Freedom Conference and what a weekend it was. We, we prayed, we cried, we laughed, you know, in the presence of God and, and, and the victory was there. And here we start in Galatians 5. You know, again, just a reminder of the freedom that we have in Christ Jesus. You know, it starts off, you know, uh, stand fast, therefore, in uh, the New King James says the liberty, but it's actually in the freedom, the key word, the freedom by which Christ has made for us, you know, free and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. So the freedom that we have was given through us through Christ Jesus. When he came and he died for us, he set us free. And here in the, in the word, Paul is, is telling them, do not be entangled again with a yoke. You know, do not be entangled again with the past. You know, a yoke, you know, re it represents, it's a harness, it's a piece of wood you know, that was placed around the neck to control an animal or a slave. You know, that's what a yoke is used. Sin is a yoke. It holds and bonds the person, you know, and, and Paul's speaking against this. You know, he says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away, but behold, all things have been made new. So in Christ, we are new. We are free, you know, and we're not supposed to be walking around with a yoke, with a bondage. And then he, he goes into more details in verse two. He says, indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. You know, so circumcision was just one of the commands that that they were uh, given to, to, to Israel, you know, that they had to keep, to keep the law, you know. But when Christ came, when Christ came, he fulfilled the law. So we're no longer under that bondage. But here, you know, people were so accustomed to do certain things. That's what religion, religion does. Religion holds you to certain tradition, to customs, you know, and, and, and they say, you got to do this. I remember back in the day, if I didn't go to church, 
Sunday, Wednesday, Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday, I wouldn't be safe. Because that was religious speaking back then, you know. But the, but the law, you know, it was already fulfilled with Christ. It says in, in Acts 15.10, it says, Therefore, why do you test God by putting a yoke on the neck of the disciples, which neither our father nor we were able to bear? So even the law itself... People could not maintain the law. They couldn't fulfill the law. It was so hard. It was so hard for them. You know that the law has 613 commandments, 613 commandments. Oh, oh my God. You know, that's a lot of commandments to remember and to keep. You know, we get lost in 10 commandments. You know, we get lost in 10 commandments. But the, 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 the law says you have 613 and that's why Paul was saying, how can you put this back on the people? How don't be putting this yoke back on the people? It continues to say in verse 3, And I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor to the whole law. In other words, you know, you try to keep this one piece. But if you cannot keep the rest, you know, you're not keeping any of it. You know, so 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 why are you putting this burden? Why are you putting this burden on the people? You know, you shouldn't be doing that. It says in Matthews uh, 5, 17, do not think that I can destroy the law. This was Jesus or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill the law. In other words, Jesus came and he paid the full price of the law. He fulfilled the law. So we no longer have to meet that requirement of the law. You know, we all we have to do is just to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Receive salvation when we come to him. And, and we're in. <laughs> That's as simple as it gets. And, 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 we're, and we don't have to keep all those things that the law was, was saying that everyone had to keep. So, you know, so he's totally he's speaking against that. In verse four, he says, you have become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to justify, to be justified by the law, you have fallen from grace. So in other words, why are you going back? You know, you're saying that the, that the death of my son wasn't good enough? You know, that the sacrifice that, that he did on the cross wasn't good enough? You know, so so he was say, he's saying, you know, you estranged means, you know, you, you're separating yourself from Christ, you know, because you're not following what he is telling you to do. So trying to to live by what you do, you know, by works, by what you can accomplish, you know, all, all you're doing is separating yourself from God. Because that's not what God is asking. He's asking for our hearts. He's asking for our commitment to him. He's asking us to follow him. And he goes on and he says, for we, uh, verse 5, for we through the spirit eagerly await the hope of righteousness by faith. So in other words, you know, we're following Christ by faith. It's all about faith. It's not about the works of the law, but it's all about faith. You know, so so Paul was saying was saying, you know, live by faith in God, in the power of the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit empowers us to live a holy life. The Holy Spirit will inspire us to do the right 
thing to follow him. And we're just going to jump right now to verse 16. There's so much information on, on, on this particular chapter. But in, in verse 16, you know, it talks about to walk in the spirit. For us to walk in the spirit. And it says in verse 16, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And 17, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. That there that there are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. So, in other words, you know, there's an ongoing struggle, you know, against you know uh, the desires, against lust, against cravings. That is why it's so important that we walk in the spirit. And how do we walk in the spirit? We walk in the spirit in our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, by spending time in his word, by getting to know the, the word of God. And the more we know the word of God, the more we study the word of God, the more we get to know him by prayer. You know, spending that communion with God, by praying before him, by seeking him, by worshiping. You know, we establish, you know, that, 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 that spirit life in us by worshiping, by fellowshipping. I know that I get a lot when I see you guys and then we come together and we share and we talk, you know, and we, the experiences that we have, you know, we grow in, in the Lord. We grow in the spirit and we have to continue, continue to grow in the word of God. And that's how we, we can live in the spirit because the spirit, you know, Jesus says, I go, but I send you the comforter and he will lead you into all understanding. The Holy Spirit helps us to understand. The Holy Spirit helps us to develop. The Holy Spirit empowers us to move forward, empowers us to be bold, empower us to speak you know, and, and, and that's why we have to walk in the spirit, you know, but again, they were thinking they were just so accustomed to religion, accustomed to different customs that they had, that sometimes they will revert back to that, and not by grace in Christ Jesus. So, in other words, the Paul is trying to tell us, this is what you need to do, guys. Keep your focus on Christ, not the law in Christ. It goes into it goes into verse 18. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. So if we are led by the spirit, then we follow what the spirit tells us. But then if we're going to go by the law, then we got to keep the whole law. And who can keep 613 commandments of the law, which nobody else could have kept? None of them were able to do that in the past. You know, they, 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 they were flawed in that area. So the Lord, the Lord is telling him, you have to walk in the spirit. In Romans 8, in Romans 8, 1, uh, 1 and 2, it says, there, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. You know, because the flesh wants to do its own thing. This right here, this wants to do its own thing, its own desires, you know, because we live in a sinful world and we're constantly seeing a whole bunch of stuff around us. So we always have this battle going back and forth between the flesh and the spirit, you know, and there's a battle going on. It says in, it says, uh, in verse 2 of Romans 8, 
He says, for the law of the spirit of life is Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So Christ Jesus has set me free from that particular law. So therefore, I have to receive that freedom. I have to receive that. And I, and I say, Lord, you can help me in this situation. You can keep me from this thing, you know, but I have to make a, a choice whether I'm going to believe in what Jesus did for us on the cross and stand by grace and by faith on his word and his promises that, that all I have to do is to believe in him and trust in him and not to fall back into the flesh, not to fall back into the always, because again, I say this flesh wants to do its own thing. You know, Paul says back in, um, in it says in Romans 7, 15, Paul himself is saying, for what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. So Paul was realizing that even though Paul, he was trying to do the right thing, but guess what? Guess what? He was having issues. He was having problems. He said, I do not practice, but what I hate, that is what I do. Come on. Have you guys, uh, I'm going to raise my hand first. I'm going to raise my hand. Have you guys ever done something? And then after you did it, you say, why did I, why did I do that for? Why did I mess up? Why? What, what, what? Now I feel guilty. Oh, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me. I should I should have held back. I should. But that's your that's the flesh, you know, for fighting with the spirit. You know, it's a constant battle and we have choices to make. We have choices to make. So here we have a choice. Paul and, and, and Paul is telling us, you know, stay away from all of these requirements, you know, and it is by faith in, in Christ. You know, and it's by faith in him, in him. you know, and it's not by, by what you think of what you feel. In verse 19, he says, now the work of the flesh are evidence in these. So he goes and lines up and says all these things about the flesh. And there's nothing pretty about the flesh. Nothing, nothing pretty. He says, you are, uh, the, the flesh is, is, uh, is adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, loneliness, adultery, sorcery, hatred, contentions. Jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, dissensions, her heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness. And he goes on and on and on. All these things. That's what the flesh wants to do. That's what the flesh wants to, 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 to drive on. But he's telling us, we who are believers in Jesus Christ, we need to walk in the spirit. We need to to know the word of the Lord and stand by his word. If you read 1 Corinthians 6, 9 to 10, also confirms all of these things that he's speaking about the flesh and the and evil of the flesh. But you know, in the spirit, in the spirit, in verse 22, he says, but the fruit of the spirit, come on now, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering come on now long suffering that means we can go through some stuff and we might have to suffer a little bit and it might be long but because of the uh, the the fruit of the spirit we can have we can be long and suffering kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control 
come on now, who needs self-control? <laughs> you know, with this crazy world we live in and so much stuff happening, sometimes, you know, when you see something, you want to go, oh! but then you got to bring that little fist down and say, oh, Lord, help me. Help me, Jesus. Help me to overcome. Help me to overcome the situation. Because, you know, the, the fruit, you know, the fruit brings us back, you know, uh, talking about fruit, it brings us back to the vine. You know, in the scripture, when it talks about the vine, you know, it says, it says in John 15, uh, 4, 5, it says, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So abide in the Lord. The more we spend time with the Lord, the more we get to know who this God that we serve. You know, we learn to we learn to know who he is. It says in verse 5, again, of John 15, it says, I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me, and he who is standing by me, he who is close to me, he who is seeking me, and I in him. You see, so it takes us, takes us. We need to have that desire to seek the Lord, to seek the Lord. And as we seek the Lord, you know, we're going to find him. We're going to find him. And it says there, it says, bears much fruit, for without me, you cannot do nothing. We cannot do nothing without him. And that's why we need to abide in the Lord. We need to be close to the Lord. We need to draw closer to him. You know, a scripture, it also says to be an imitator of Christ, to imitate Christ's likeness. We will never be 100% like Christ, you know, because he was perfect in all he's been. But he's telling us, you can try you can try to imitate. You can do you do your best. You know, I always tell everybody, just do your best. Yeah, we're going to mess up. I raise both hands. We're going to mess up things at times. But guess what? Because of his grace, he makes a way back to him. You know, he, say, he says, come unto me and I will give you rest. I will heal you. I will restore you. So when we mess up, you know, raise our hands, go before the Lord, you know, and say, Lord, forgive me. And you move on and you move on. It says in, it says in, in, in verse, in verse uh, 24, it says, and those who are in Christ have crucified the flesh and its passions and its passions and desires. So when we are in Christ, we can do that. Sometimes we will say, well, you know what, this thing that I have, you know, I have, I've been doing this, so I think this way, or my mother thought this way, and my grandfather thought this way, and we always did it this way. But you know what? You know, you got to break that. We came from freedom. You got to break those generational curses, the generational lies that have been said before you. Just because they did it doesn't mean that you have to do it. There was a lot of stuff that they did back in the day, you know, when I was younger, and now they think about that kind of stuff. But I praise the Lord that I no longer do that. I'm not part of that. Why? Because I have been set free. Freedom in Christ Jesus. He says in verse 25, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Okay. I'm going to say it's not good enough to just talk about it. Let's walk it out. Let's be doers. You know, scripture says, be doers of the word. You know, if God is telling you to love somebody, then you're going to love somebody. 
You know, God tells you to go hug somebody. Uh, I'm a hugger. You guys know me. I like to hug. Sometimes I hug too much, you know, and I, but I love to hug. I, and, you know, Nicole knows that. You know, I, I saw her in freedom. I said, ooh, it's been a long while, child. It's been a long while since I've seen you. I gave her a long hug, and she hugged me back. You know, but, you know, but that's how we share the communion of the Holy Spirit and the communion of love that we have for one another. You know, and 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 so so I, I I would do that. I would do that, but we need, you know, we need to walk in the spirit. We need to 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 do the things that God has told us to do. Because guess what? As we live and as we walk, you know, in this world, we're gonna have difficult times, you know, and to get us through these difficult times, we have to have times that we have spent with the Lord in his mercy and in his love and with one another. And because when we do that, when we're going through a storm, we can feel that love. We can feel that love. I can look across the, all these names here in the Zoom, and I know a lot of you guys, and I, and I know what you guys mean to me, and I know that you have guys have come up to me, you know, and I'm so grateful for all of you. You know, I'm so, I'm so grateful for that young lady there that reads for me every, every week, you know, who she is, and, and, and how she gets me out of trouble sometimes, and how she whispers in my ears, pops, fix that pops, fix that pop. But you know what? You know what? I, lo I, I, I love her because, you know, she's there. And I know that she does everything with love and she loves me. So, you know, I take everything to heart. I take everything to heart, you know, so we need one another, you know, come on. We need one another. We cannot do this fight on our, on our own. But look, look what it says in Romans 8, 11, it says, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the from the dead dwells in you, the spirit of, of the Lord dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also lift, will also give life to your mortal bodies. Give life to your mortal. He's not talking about spiritual. He's not talking about when we go with the Lord because he's talking about a mortal body. He's honestly, speaking about the now, like today. Like today, also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you, who dwells in you, you know. So, so he's going to help me today. Come on now. He's helping me today. Whatever it is that I'm feeling, whatever it is that we have been going through, whatever trauma, whatever hard situation, he will help us. You know, and these are the promises of God. Never say that you can't do something. I know I have done that before. Okay. I can't do this. Uh, I don't want to do that. You know, but then Holy Spirit will come in and say, oh, yes, you can. Oh, yes, you can. And guess what? Especially my wife. When she tells me you got to do certain things, you know. And I know that she's hearing from God, and I have to do it. So she has made me go and apologize to people. Come on, Nabi. You know? And, and But you know what? You have to fix that with that. Oh, no, not again. But you know what? I listen. Because our, our, our my wife, my wife, you know, she's my, she, 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 she's like, like a guide to me. You know, she keeps me out of trouble. Just like that other one right there on the screen that's going up and down with her head. 
you know, keeps me out of trouble. You know, I, you know that's what they're here for. Come on now. You know me, I'm Pops. I, I, I sometimes put my foot in it. You know? <laughs> but you know what? I love you. And I know you guys love me back. And I know that you guys understand. And I know sometimes I, I speak too fast. I got to slow it down. I remember, Sandra, I slow it down sometimes because I get too excited in the word, in the presence of God. But God is so good. God is wonderful. So my, my brothers and sisters, look what the word said. Your mortal bodies today, whatever it is that, you, that you're dealing with, whatever it is that you're facing, God is with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will never abandon you. He will never, ever, 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 never, ever turn his back against you. He is right there. Scripture says that he holds you in the palm of his hands and he calls you mine. You belong to him. We belong to him. So anytime I feel that, that something's going on and I'm not sure about something, I have to allow myself to be cradled in his arms because when we I do that, then I feel the release and I feel the peace and I feel his strength. But also we have one another. We pray for each other. You guys are constantly uh, praying. And, and, and that I, I, I dive into only because as you're hearing me speak and as you're hearing me say certain things, I know that you guys uh, are thinking about certain people, are thinking about your own situation. And sometimes, you know, God was going to say, pray for this person, call this person up you know, whispers this into that person's ear. And sometimes we may not think it's nothing. And sometimes it's, you might be just a little word, but sometimes it's just one little whisper. Sometimes it's just that person knowing that somebody's praying for them. I don't know how many times I texted somebody praying for you, thinking of you, and that's it, and send it. I'm not a big guy writing a lot of stuff. And guess what? And all of a sudden I get something back. I needed to hear that. What? I just said praying for you. He said, but I needed to hear that. You don't, under, you don't understand the storm that I'm in. You don't understand the hardship that I'm in. And when you send those words, they touch my spirit, you know, and that's what we need to do as Christ followers, you know, is to be an imitator of him and is to win. That's, and that's walking in the spirit, being sensitive in the spirit. You know, listening, listening to one another, hearing each other out. Sometimes we don't want to hear something. We want to go, oh, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to. And sometimes it's what we need to hear, what we need to hear. And guess what? When we hear it and we turn to the Lord and say, Lord, okay, I'm listening. The blessing comes. The promises come. Healing and restoration come. So my brothers and sisters, I didn't cover everything in this chapter, even though it's a small chapter, but it's so much information, so many different things in that that you can pull out. Sometimes I get lost in papers and I may have eight or nine sheets that I, and I can't share eight or nine sheets. You guys are going to say, you boy, are you crazy? You know, you only got a half hour, you know, and my time is already up, you know. So, but, you know, there's so much in the Bible that God wants to give us, you know. So read the word, study the word. That's how we stay in the spirit. Worship him, spend that time with him. Again, doesn't have to be 
three hours in one day, but give him certain time throughout the day, throughout the table. You know, sometimes when I'm, I'm just cleaning, yeah, I do that. I clean, I dust, vacuum, all that kind of stuff. As I'm cleaning, I'm humming and I'm just praising God. Sometimes, you know, if you're, if you're behind me, you probably say, oh, that crazy, but that crazy old man, you know, because look, look what he's saying. But you know what? That's between me and the Lord, you know? You guys hum, you guys praise God. I know you guys, you know, and, and God, so, and God receives all that. So my brothers and sisters, I got to leave you because we're already half hour. Focus on the Lord. Maintain the freedom that he has provided for you. Maintain that freedom. Don't go back to the old ways. Don't go back, well, just because they did it that way. But we live by faith, by the grace of Jesus Christ for what he did for us upon that cross. So the victory is ours already. Come on now, the victory is yours already. Whatever it is that you're dealing with, victory is already yours. You got to speak it yourself, declare it yourself, say it over yourself, lay hands upon yourself, you know, and, and God does the rest. God does the rest. Again, I had an awesome time with you. Thank you for listening to this crazy old man. Sometimes, you know, that I go crazy. But, you know, you guys know me by now, so I am who I am. <laughs> but I do everything in love. Guys, I love you. Let's keep our focus. Let's not forget this weekend coming. You know, it's a jingle Sunday uh, tomorrow. I mean, Sunday or, or you know, tomorrow. Uh, uh, so please, let's be, let's get, let's do what we need to do. Let's support one another. Be at the church. Those in Cumberland County, come on. We need you guys for set up in the morning. If you guys can make it, you know, and also on Sunday, be there. You know, victory is ours. Victory is ours. Let's continue to focus on the Lord. And guess what? We're going to win at the end. Let us pray. Father, I just thank you. And I praise you. And I thank you for the time that you have given us here. I pray blessings upon all my brothers and sisters. You know the, their needs. You know their wants. You know their desires, Father. You know what they're dealing with today, Father. So meet them today. Answer their prayer. Bring healing, bring restoration, bring peace, bring joy, bring gladness, Father. Bring comfort into their being, Father, that they will know without a shadow of a doubt that you have visited them, Father, because your word says that you will never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We praise you, Father, and we give you all the glory and honor. In Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. All right, my brothers and sisters, keep your focus. Keep your focus. The best is yet to come. Love each other. Love one another. Have a good weekend. God bless.